Welcome to Ponberry Island, where dungeons, crypts, and hidden places teem with peril and secrets. Beatrice, Alice, and Punch have founded their very own dungeon-clearing business, and they fearlessly delve into the shadows, uncovering the mysteries that lurk beneath. Stay tuned, for the Dungeon Crashers are here to light the way, for a price. Episode 4 The Trip to Thames Forest Beatrice, Alice, and Punch made the journey to Thames Forest from Newcastle. They had been to the edge of the forest before. Most kids living in Ponbury Island went to Thames Forest at some point just for fun. Kids would wander along the tree line, peering in through the trees, daring each other to go inside. But people rarely entered the forest. Even the residents of Thames didn't go through the forest to get home. They reached their town by boat, avoiding the forest altogether. To say the forest was dangerous didn't really do it justice. More than half of the people who ever entered the place were simply never seen from again. Many of the creatures living there did not live anywhere else on Ponbury Island. Green-eyed beasts with teeth that glowed in the night. Wasps as big as cats. Nocturnal fireworms that emerged from underground to hunt in the moonlight. There was only one thing that some people knew of firsthand in the terrible woods, something they had actually seen with their own eyes, and that was the dead oak. It was this centuries-old tree that was close enough to the edge of the forest that you could sometimes see it through the trees and fog, and some people would go in just far enough to get a good look at it. Even some of the oldest history books on the island reported that the dead oak never had leaves. A tree this old should have fallen years ago, but the dead oak remained. It was a massive tree that oozed dark sap from between chunks of black bark. Birds would not sit in the dead oak. Squirrels would not nest there. And nothing grew beneath the branches of this strange tree. Beatrice, Alice, and Punch stood at the edge of Thames Forest, looking inside and listening for the sounds of creatures. Punch who had previously claimed she would punch out every creature in Thames Forest, was notably silent. A thin fog rolled out of the forest and just touched the girl's feet. Oh man, this place is so creepy, said Beatrice. Do you see the dead oak? The girls all kind of bent forward and squinted, trying to see the dead oak through all the other trees in the fog. It's too foggy to see the oak right now, said Alice. It's really only visible on clear days, and even then it's tough to see. But here's the skinny path. It leads right to it. The girls all looked down and noticed a thin, slight path where the grass and leaves were worn away. It was a small, faded path, but it was still there. Everyone knew the skinny path led right to the dead oak. Yeah, said Beatrice. She stepped forward so that her feet were just touching the dirt path where the grass was worn away. I just wish we could see the dead oak, you know? Yeah, said Punch. How about we just, like, hold hands as we walk in, since it's so foggy, you know, so, so, so we all stay together until we get to the dead oak. Punch was not one to hold hands, and her suggesting this really made it clear how Thames Forest had such a creepy influence. Even the bravest adventurers turned away from this place. 
The girls all held hands, and Beatrice led them into Thames Forest. They heard some unrecognizable, far-off sounds, growls and tweets and howls, but the area around them was eerily quiet. They slowly walked, being sure to keep looking down to make sure they were still on the skinny path. Soon they reached the dead oak. There was a strange vibe around the tree. The girls heard a gentle whisper, but when they listened closer to make out the words, they couldn't quite hear it. Alice examined the tree closely. Don't touch it, Alice. Back up, said Beatrice. I'm not going to touch it. I, I just want to... Alice's voice trailed off as she stretched her hand out to the black bark of the tree. Dark, multicolored ooze slowly dripped down the trunk. Alice held her hand close to the tree but didn't touch it. It's so hot, like a campfire, she said. Beatrice and Punch both held their hands out to the tree as well, and it was much hotter than any tree should ever be. What? said Beatrice. A tree this hot should burn. Before they could think much more about it, a voice behind them startled the three girls. Did you get my letter then? the voice sounded. Beatrice, Alice, and Punch were all so scared by the voice that they jumped in the air and spun around. They probably would have run away, but the dead oak was right behind them, and they didn't want to get too close to it. The person standing before them was a witch, like was written about in stories. An old lady with a hunched-over back wearing a tattered robe and hood. Her face was ancient. Her eyes were vibrant. Their sharp blue color nearly glowed under the darkness of the hood. The girls were too scared to reply in that moment, so the old lady asked again, My letter! I sent a letter to dungeon workers. Are you they? Y yes Beatrice replied. Well, kind of. The people you sent the letter to, they, they sort of outsourced the work to us, and so we... That is no matter. Will you take the job then? She asked. Yes. Er, uh, I mean, uh, the letter did mention a thousand gold coins, <laughs> said Beatrice nervously. Yes, the gold coins, of course. From inside her tattered robes, the old lady revealed a large cloth sack and placed it on the ground in front of her. She used both hands to pull open the top and reveal a thousand gold coins. Or at least, it looked like a thousand to Beatrice, certainly more than all the gold coins she had ever seen and they all looked shiny and new. Beatrice and Alice and Punch all three leaned forward to peer into the sack, being sure not to actually step forward closer to the old lady. One thousand gold. Will you take the job? The lady asked again. Yes, said Beatrice. Yes, we'll take the job. Even though this was all the scariest thing, any of the girls had ever experienced, they were completely taken with how the gold could transform their lives. Good, then. An artifact was stolen from me long ago. It must be returned to me, continued the old lady. I drew a picture of the artifact for you here, and I've written some information there to help you. The old lady held out an old folded piece of paper. Beatrice breathed out between pursed lips. She stepped forward and took the paper, opening it, and stepping back to Alice and Punch, 
so they could all look at it together. It is a piece of jewelry I made myself. A beautiful amulet. An old friend and I had a falling out. A terrible argument, and she took it. She hates me. And that's fine. She can hate me forever. But she can't steal from me, said the old lady. What's your name anyway? And, and, and why don't you just go try and get the amulet back yourself? Punch asked, finding the courage to speak. I am but an old lady. So old, my name has been lost to time. And far too old to go adventuring for stolen jewelry. But still young enough to seek revenge, the old lady said. Seek out what is mine and return it to me and the gold is yours. The girls looked down at the paper the old lady had handed them. There was a drawing of an amulet, like one that you would hang from a necklace. Also on the paper was the name Galfamina Broadmoor and the name of a town on the island, Ravenwood. When the girls looked up to ask more questions, the old lady and the sack of gold coins was gone. The girls stood silent for a moment, looking out among the fog-filled trees for signs of the old lady shuffling off, but they saw nothing but forest. Let's get out of here, said Beatrice. They all held hands again and carefully walked out of the forest following the skinny path. Emerging from Tame's forest was a relief. They breathed deep and their bodies loosened up. Oh my gosh, that was crazy, said Beatrice. I've got to get all this down, said Alice, as she scribbled an account of the event in a notebook. I know Ravenwood, said Punch, looking down at the paper the old lady had given them. I mean, I've never been there, but I know where it is. Do we just go there and steal this amulet from this lady, this Galfamina Broadmoor? I guess, said Beatrice, although I think it might end up being a little more complicated than that. Either way, we know where to go. And the three headed south, to Ravenwood, to steal some jewelry from a stranger. <laughs>